0: Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah, you already know the vibes. Already know I ain't with us switching sides. Ooh. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay still, never fade away like mine. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji watching slide. i Yo, 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 brand new episode of like Threes from the ring podcast. It's your DJ boy Chris J, of course. Glad to be back. Got the uh got my boy Charles Side on here. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Yo. Yeah. And I got we got our boy Tyler on here, guest being a guest probably for the up team time. You go ahead and do yourself, G.
1: What's up, everybody? Glad to be back.
0: All right, all right. Uh, I believe this is episode eighty-four. I believe, might be eighty-five. I don't know. I lost track. But uh, but what yeah. happened? In,
2: what happened? Right now, Chris. Right now, we ain't gotta do a jersey number. What happened in basketball in nineteen
0: eighty-five? Nineteen eighty-five. Oh man, let's go ahead and research that right now. NBA season. 1985. No, that's a better way of doing it, G. That's what That's what we're going to do for that old G. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, shout out to having a what happened that year. Uh, the Celtics won a third championship, beating the Rockets uh, in six games. That was Hakeem Rockets? Uh, Hakeem mm-hmm. and Ralph Sampson, I believe.
2: Well, Hakeem and Ralph Sampson got by Kelly oh
0: uh, uh, Bro, that's a young Hakeem. Now, he's just getting into the league. Yeah, he's black. <laughs> that Celtics team was stacked, bro. <laughs> like, like, we talked about it before. That Celtics team had Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. I think uh, my man who's uh, my nigga with the mustache. You know, them niggas. Oh, like, uh, um, were... Rambis? No. No, no. Um, that was a No, Rambus on the Lakers. The black dude with the thick mustache. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But yeah, they were stacked, G, so come on, man. Like So, yeah, so that's what happened in 1985, so shout out to them niggas. Uh, Even, this is episode 84, we'll go back, (laughs) let's go back in time. The Celtics beat the Lakers in in six games, so either way, shit happened, things got real.
1: And (laughs) Michael Jordan entered the NBA draft.
0: That too, Michael Jordan and Hakeem both entered the NBA. So fun fact.
2: Boy, Larry Bird walked on that court.
0: It's a shift. Hold on, what's that?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. And also if this a lot is an episode, athleticism, man. Exactly. He was like he saw teams. It was shook. He'd be that way sometimes. But that's a good way to open up this episode. So uh since we are on the topic of basketball, we might as well go basketball first. Uh bubble updates. So, Zion is not in the bubble. (laughs) So, reason why Zion and also Montrezl Harrell uh, left uh, due to family reasons. Zion specifically for family medical reasons. So, uh, prayerfully, everything is good. But, um, niggas had to leave for that reason. Uh, In case people don't know what the protocol is, uh, if players leave, and, and when they if or when they do decide to come back, they have to be quarantined for four to eight days, I believe, depending as long as the t- they have to come back with two negative tests and they're good. So that's that. <coughs> so shout out. to uh, I wouldn't say that's a shout out, but uh, it, players at least have the option to leave and don't have to really have no major consequences. Uh, thoughts?
2: Uh, I uh, I think um probably Zion right now is doing well to some Po' You know, his <laughs> prayers to his family though, though. But I know that fool. He's a man, and he probably getting knocked back by a couple of them goddamn New Orleans things, dog. So, hey. cause he's gonna be missing that for a couple months.
0: Uh, definitely. So yeah. Definitely, uh, Tyler. Anything you want to add?
1: All I got to say is the NBA is handling this way better than the NFL is handling The NFL doesn't even well,
2: have a clue. Tyler, is, I always say that's false because the NFL is not handling anything.
0: These niggas that's got- even worse. <laughs> niggas just about to go play football. <laughs> and travel on airplanes.
2: <laughs> niggas is about to go play some football, bro. They want to handle that eighth thing.
1: Like the <laughs> NFL just the say, get out there and making some money again. That's it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So uh, take that as you will. But so yeah, so that's that. Uh, things are pretty much going full. How can I say things are, at this point is really smooth in the bubble. Uh, Shams because why well, just still on suspension. Uh, by the way, free watch he has said that as of right now that there has been zero positive cases of COVID in the bubble. So it is a sign that it's working, but we'll see when things actually go a little bit more more interaction. Let's say when the games actually start. So
2: you, you, you see how you see how crazy it is for grown people just to sit down somewhere, don't leave a premises for two weeks, and you can see how coronavirus is just not happening because they decided to sit down. I just wonder why, and not to get political, but no. why I just killed myself because of the FEMA too. This nigga, oh, my God. But um, <laughs> why this world can simply be like, yo, no rent. Everybody get an ample amount of food. Everybody stay in the house for two weeks
0: not even two weeks maybe and then
2: it's all to be gone we can go back to watching sports
0: well we'll watch the sports either way at this point
2: well we can go back to being at a sports place and and going outside and get that vitamin D these white people keep talking about and you know they
1: getting sunburned that's what they getting
2: and all that type of stuff bro so you know it's crazy how the bubble is actually working
0: yeah as of right now it's working so it's good to see uh
2: yeah in South least Bubble's work. Uh
0: Disneyland is a god COVID fest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. It's a mess out here. And our president literally said, Hey, I'm controlling the numbers now. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that as you will. But uh but yeah, so really unfortunate situation when it comes to that. But it's it's good to see as of right now, we're two weeks in, bubbles working. Uh, Even though, like, even including the snitch line is working as well, uh, it's really actually working (laughs) because people are actually using it. Uh, Even though we did get a legendary John Morant quote where he says he don't believe in snitching, and I think that officially puts John Morant in the, A, I am every hood nigga's favorite basketball player now because he said that. Like, I... Like I was like, bro, that wasn't really necessary to say, but hey, every hood nigga loves you now. I guess that's all that matters. Uh, anything else that happened in the bubble? Scrimmage games start this week. Uh, oh, James Harden finally joined the bubble. There we go. So Russ joined there. too. Russ Russ finally made it.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, good because I didn't hear nothing Man, about not Russ that's today. Oh, okay, cool. See, So, Russ is there, so the Rockets are a team again, because if Russ wasn't there, we we're going to have a dialogue about how smooth that four-game sweep they were about to get you. <laughs> it was going to be smooth, because they have no center. Russ is the arguably the only rebounder on that team. So, if he did not join, they shot themselves in the foot in every way imaginable. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I think what next week or two weeks from now, Ten, ten days actually, we get in basketball. So well, can't wait. It's going to be exciting to see the Lakers versus Clippers and things like that. I don't also believe the Morris twins have arrived yet either. I haven't. Yeah, I've heard hmm. that. Yeah, I know the neither Morris twin is there. Even though I could have sworn I saw Mark Keith Morris. In JR's video. I could have sworn. But I also know Zubak isn't there for the Lake I mean for the Clippers either. He hasn't arrived yet. So Yeah, that might be like if the Clippers missing those two, that's that's that hurts. Lakers, Markeith was a definitely a huge benefit, but it'd be nice that he did join them. But if the Clippers don't have Zubak or uh Marcus, that's a problem. So But more updates on the way. Um, there was something else that happened this week that needs to be discussed basketball wise. Uh, there's really not much happening in the bubble this week, like, all good news besides Zion leaving and what's his name leaving. So, uh, it's
1: pretty much just all preparation, really.
0: Yeah, so, perspiration <coughs> things. Uh, so, um, uh,
2: like small stuff like jersey names, I think, um. I think Jimmy Butler was the one to come out and say, um,
0: oh, he wanted a blank. He wanted his name to yeah. be blank. And they said, nah, no, nah, we can't do that.
2: Because <laughs> oh, so, a whole bunch of other players, uh, really, they told him he support. can't do that. Yep,
0: they told him can't.
2: But but, we'll- uh, I'm trying to see if anything else happened. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, the uh, the Players Union is doing something with Russ Book's clothing line for uh, T-shirts that actually have more impactful messages, as, to me, it looked. So you actually see the stuff that the league is a little, eh, they can't do. They don't want to do, because for marketing reasons, which I understand. But you're putting Black Lives Matter on your courts. But, um, so we'll see actual impactful phrases with what them doing with Russ's clothing brand. So, that's really neat to see. Um, I believe that's really it. Yep, that's it really. So, uh, I think next episode we'll probably go a little, since we'll know after a few scrimmages and stuff, how these scenes going to look. We'll do a little bit more in-depth prediction. Uh, and I, probably more stuff have happened. And we'll know who's actually there and who's not in there going in. So, but, We'll go ahead and knock out our Hall and All segment. This week we're doing Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love is a very interesting case in terms of who, in terms of whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. To me, he is, no doubt. But there will be people who will sit there and say, have those, I would like to say, well, I remember him more for his Cleveland years and he didn't do much in Cleveland, which is Cap. But as I'm typing up, uh Kevin Love on basketball reference y'all give y'all initial thoughts on Kevin love.
2: go ahead, Tyler
1: um I do think that he's definitely Hall of Fame worthy. He has a, you know he's gotten a championship under his belt before even before then he was <coughs> I want to say that they might it was a point where they almost or he was considered a top ten player. It's just Minnesota was just complete garbage at the time, but that wasn't his fault. But like you said, like, people shouldn't discount his Cleveland years because he did. He still – he completely changed his game. He became a spot-up, a spot-up and a rebound, just solely a spot-up and a rebound guy, but still managed to be very effective. And he had a – didn't he have, a, like, a real clutch block or stop during the finals that the year that they he won? Stopped,
2: he had a very very good two uh defensive possession against Steph Curry. Um the one after the shot, um I mean after like the bronze, free throws or something. I think after the shot, yeah, after the shot, he had a very uh when, when um Kyrie hit that shot and they went back on transition, um he had a very good cause they switched. Bro, you, you think you think it was crazy when they switched Curry on uh, Kyrie. Watch that over, bro. How fast Kevin Love got switched on Goddard. Uh, Steph Curry was amazing. But he, he was scared. playing extremely well defense on that possession and on the final possession of um yeah. of the fires.
1: Yeah, he definitely made a difference for that team, and they wanted him there for a reason. So you can't say that he didn't. You know, serve sort of purpose being there, and then just his numbers from Minnesota alone—like those are how many guys you know that are at his position, you know, is putting up those type of numbers for.
2: Um, for me, I'm on the borderline of uh, I don't know. Um, in all honesty, because I think there's people in the hall with a less resume, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always going to yeah. look at Tracy McGrady. Um, uh, shoot Um, uh, we have the argument of uh, Sean Marion being in a hall too and I look at those two careers put together I would definitely definitely have um, Kevin Lowe's career over Sean Marion's any day Um, but it do seem like and I don't agree with like he wasn't that good In the um, in his uh Cleveland years, but I am a um firm believer in uh, that what it did, this Cleveland years did help him because he became a third option on a team with two extremely because he's not just like a a third option in a sense, like with with the boss situation and with like, say, for instance, Clay Thompson was for um, the Golden State. But he was the third option in which Braun was already ball dominant, right? Kyrie mm-hmm. was even like it's the con there's a conversation that Kyrie was even more ball dominant, though. Like possession-wise. Yeah.
1: Because
2: Kyrie would dribble the air off the ball. Yeah,
1: he's a so, very ball dominant golf.
2: Yeah. Um, and that's Kyrie's game, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, and so his hit. Kevin Love numbers was going to, if nobody believed Kevin Love them was we gonna shoot down. What y'all thought? You thought, did you actually think Kyrie and 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 and, and gonna go down when Kevin Love comes to that? No, he was gonna sacrifice uh, with those numbers. But you know, that one championship that beats a the best team that technically the technically the best team that has ever stepped up in the league speaks values. And he was an intricate part in that championship. Even though he was on that back with Kyrie and Brian. Um so part of me says yes and part of me says no, but I'm probably gonna go with the yes. And okay. plus, I don't know his college career, so hopefully you got that
0: he, Well, let's just go here. I'm gonna knock his college career out. So he was a, he was in UCLA with Russ Westbrook that year. Uh the same year as Westbrook. Um U C L A has a freaking deep history in terms of players. <laughs> I'm just keeping it G real uh i don't like that team was really good kevin love was the star of that team but uh russ was russ team scored i think double digits by the way but uh, kevin love was pretty much was the star of that team was somebody else on that team i just can't think of him right now but uh re- he was really solid i think it was only one year anyway so he was one and done but now he did two years uh, was it
1: Ke- kevin Martin? no 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 no, no. no, no. It's a, It was another guard, I
0: believe. I, I know it exactly it was another guard because they were saying – because he, he was the reason our Westbrook played shooting guard at first. Yeah. Let me see. They got a list of their um, NBA players. This is somebody
1: we all know. It's just we haven't heard his
0: name in a while. Exactly. Hold on. Let's see. Jordan Farmer? No, it wasn't Jordan Farmer. No, 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 no. wasn't Drew Holiday wasn't Zach Levine, Kevin Love. Doo, 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 doo. Let me just look up the 2008 draft real quick because, let's see, 2008 NBA draft. Let's see. It's Darren Collinson. There we go. Yeah. Wait, was it? No. No. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at the, the 2008 UCLA Bruins.
0: Oh, then it was Darren, Darren, Darren. Collinson. Yep, it was. All right, you were right. You was right. It's funny because Westbrook still proceeded to be a top five pick. <laughs> hey. That was solely off potential. Solely off potential. But, like, Westbrook was not that hot. But back to Kevin Love, though. But uh, All respect, though, to Kevin Love. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's definitely up there. Uh, that one championship solidifies that he has a moment in that championship, uh, in the championship winning game. Because let's just keep it G real. I remember that finals vividly. He got he got sent to CT Records, I believe. Then they won a game without him. He was benched for for I think the next two three games for Richard Jefferson.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Richard Jefferson played a lot and, of them.
0: And I was I was like, yo, I feel bad for Kevin Love, but maybe it's for the best because Draymond gave that man clamps. Each each of those finals, kept like Kevin Love literally hadn't couldn't do a team. But I like I re- always respect Kevin Love for dealing with the pressures of playing on a LeBron team, and you being the third option, your name is gonna pop up the most in trade talks. And I don't know if he had a private conversation with Chris Bosh, but whatever he did, he needed it, especially just doing all he like we're learning that Kevin Love has like dealing with mental anxiety and depression and stuff. I respect mm-hmm. his career all the more during the Cleveland era, because you had to deal with the most pressure. Even after Kyrie left, people's like, well, we're looking at you, Kevin. So, well, I, I believe Kevin Love's a hall of famer. His, his Timberwolves years, literally that man, I'm going to look like, I'm going to say these numbers, by the way, his rookie year wasn't nothing spectacular. Uh, but 2010-2011, Tw- 20 points, 15 rebounds, 20 and 15, G. That's his rookie year? No, this is his third year in the season. Like, he went from 11, like his rookie he was uh, 11 and 9, second year 14 and 11. Then he shot up all the way to 20 and 15. His third year. And I believe he won most improved player that year. Yes, he did. And then, but this is the crazy thing. He got to the free, he shot 85% from the free throw line. So for a big, that's amazing. And even though he really wasn't pressed to shoot as many threes, he shot 40% as well from, from three. And then the next year, he averaged 26 and 13 shoot at 2% from the free no, throw line. No, no, no. Uh his three point percentage dropped be- because he was starting to shoot more, but he dropped at 37%, which is still really freaking solid. The following season he only played 18 games, so he only had 18. 2013-2014, he had 26 and 12 again. Uh yeah, 26 and 10, tw- 20 yeah, 26 and 12 still shooting very high from the free throw line. How much? What was his three point percentage? Thirty seven percent again. Like he he shot, he actually shot more from the free throw from three point that more season more than anything, and he was still shooting like he still was shooting in the high forties for his field goal percentage as well. Then when he got to Cleveland, his numbers dropped drastically, of course, especially in the rebounding department. But he was still one of the better rebounders because you're sharing rebounder responsibilities with. LeBron, Tristan Thompson, off yep. at one point, that's it. So you're sharing re- mm-hmm. rebounds, so you're not going to rebound as much. But I will say he became, over time in his time in Cleveland, he became a better overall player. I will say that. Like defensively, each year I feel like he got better because I was his main gripe was he's not that good of a defender. But each year, I saw him get better, especially when he was told he had to play center. And I saw, I noticed a huge difference. So, but yeah, I have the most respect for Kevin Love. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot, no. Second ballot, yes. Third, if he's not in by his third or fourth ballot, then we need to have a dialogue, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. And plus, mm-hmm. he had a gold medal. And I believe that means a lot. Like that, totally helps you out because I think that, yeah, that year, that dream team, that year, he was either the the only other big besides Dwight Howard, <laughs> and he had to go against Steel Paul Gasol and Marc Gasol at one point against them niggas. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so overall utmost respect to Kevin Love. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? We all in consensus is a yes, right? Yes. Yep. All right, cool. Kevin Loves in the Hall of Fame. Uh who should we Next to Joakim Noah Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it cuz I'm <laughs> going to have a very honest honest dialogue and Chicago niggas might hate me. Y'all might hate me. And if y'all cuz it's going it's going to be a very honest dialogue. So be on the lookout for next week's episode. Uh, so let's go ahead and move. Wait, anything UFC we need to talk about? Daytrail?
2: Anything in the UFC? Yeah. Uh, Fight Island 2 is coming up this Saturday. It's always going to be, it seems like it's another UFC event every Saturday. Is it a roster really that deep? But I think they make it up for old shows because of the pandemic. Um finally 2, I said that. Um, Benavidez just lost his title. I know. It's, 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 it's some of the little guys. Nobody cares about little guys, unfortunately. USC got absolutely beat up. I forgot this guy's name. My apologies. But absolutely beat up and dominated by that guy. And I think Benavidez has lost all of his title defenses, I believe, whenever he gained one a title. So, mm. yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. For that fight, out of two, it is going to be Robert Riddick versus um, what is that? Darren Till.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. So let's go ahead and go into wrestling this past week, or at least from today it's going in. Uh, so far as I'm watching Raw, uh, breaking news: Oscar versus Sasha Banks next week to determine who's the real Women's Champion on Raw. So. Shout out to that. And Tyler, uh, your favorite white woman, Stephanie McMahon, was on the screen. How do you feel?
1: She looks mid at this point in her life. That's my opinion.
0: Bro, come on, bro. Like you can't see.
2: I, mean, I can't wait till we get Triple H on a podcast and we just tell her what you said about his wife. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, man, we yeah, I hope we Tyler said your wife look mid. he gonna come to your house like he did Randy Orton. He's gonna laugh.
0: <laughs> he's gonna record it too oh, so yeah. that way he's gonna he's gonna record it so that way we can see it and we're gonna do a live podcast while you are running around <laughs> so wow it's, it's gonna be yes. golden like that's content my nigga content and his gonna daughter's gonna chase YouTube you around thing. too nigga <laughs> <laughs> it's all I was. time to play the game
2: when you up at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning to that thing, song time to Bro, play the game I'm gonna
1: be so discombobulated at that point, that's what's gonna
2: make so, you yeah. legendary. <laughs> you're gonna be discombobulated because you woke up. You're gonna see a goddamn sledgehammer coming down to your kneecaps,
1: <laughs> and you're gonna be I'm helpless. Gonna
0: fall right back to sleep because of the pain. Yeah, you, you're not exactly.
2: <laughs> you're probably never not. gonna talk bad about Stephanie ever again.
0: Exactly. You're gonna. Oh,
1: down but down also down. regarding that situation. So remember when we. Me and Chris was talking about it earlier. I think they said Kyrie's saying it's supposed to be like pre-recording some stuff.
2: Yeah. Because
1: I think she's going back. She might not, I don't know if she's making it to SummerSlam. They said she's supposed to be pre-recording some stuff within the following week or so Mm. before she goes back.
0: Dang, I was kind of hoping, but eh. Uh, That did sound
1: like a good idea, but it it did sound like they were making it seem like it was urgent. Yeah. She want to go
2: be with her husband. I think what her husband is evil in New Japan. So, like, his name is actually
1: evil. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that guy that just won the belt?
2: I believe so.
1: Hey, hey, I, hey I understand. Yeah.
2: She, I think he just got married to Bro, too. So, of course, you want to be with your husband. Of course. Right. He ain't coming to the E
0: anytime soon. So. Exactly. He's like, you come here. Yeah. <laughs> See, you come here. It literally he he got and plus he I'm pretty sure he wants to stroke her down with the belt on his waist. So hey, I understand. I respect. Okay. <laughs> All right, <buddy>. but <laughs> man. But let's go ahead and go over extreme rules cuz there is a couple things I do want us to go in depth about. Uh so Extreme Rules the horror show last night uh to me personally, it was a solid pay-per-view. I don't I uh I called it the live portion from after Rey Mysterio lost his e- I mean not his- I mean no. Uh, when Rey Mysterio lost his eye. I mean yeah, i tweaking. Uh and then I caught it from there. So uh then I watched the beginning uh before I went to work this morning. I found it pretty solid overall. Uh,
2: yeah, it wasn't thoughts. none it wasn't nothing special. Uh i d I'm keeping buck. Uh I'll made it to the the main event at, very, very, like skewed, as in, ah, <sighs> right. going I'm not a get I'm not a get I'm not a good, I'm not a big bron guy, we know. and I'm not a big gray wire guy. So I'm gonna tell you that right now. I was not going into that main event looking to be like, yeah, man, swamp fight. I wanted it to just be bad, so we can get that belt off of one of them. Um, but yeah,
0: all right, Uh Tyler. I know you, we had a discussion, but I wanted to save it for the pod. So, uh, your, your initial Well, I went thoughts. back and rewatched some stuff. I still kind of think that it wasn't
1: as good as it could could have been. But at the same time, it's just a pay-per-view that's supposed to lead up to SummerSlam. So, it's not nothing big is supposed to necessarily go on. The Seth versus Ray match, that was – it was entertaining. Just make just makes everything entertaining in the wrestling ring, you know. You know, having the Stereo to help you out with that. You know, they did a pretty good job with, with the stipulation that they had. The eyeball thing was funny to me. Um, I did enjoy the the Sasha versus Oscar match, and I did. I actually felt like that was a a good finish, just to so, you know keep their few, you know, keep it going up until you know whenever they decide to move on from it. Uh. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know that we heard Apollo Cruz tested um, positive for uh, for COVID, so that's why he had to forfeit his match. Um, what else? Then the WWE Championship match was it was good. I liked it. I wasn't expecting that. when they said a stipulation that we haven't seen before. I wasn't expect, really expecting nothing new because it's really it's hard to come up with a new stipulation in wrestling. They just They basically just took match creator and and put some together, and it still worked. Mm
0: -hmm. But we'll go ahead and just go over every match. We'll go go ahead and go through every match for. So uh, kickoff was Kevin Owens versus uh, Buddy Murphy. Uh, It's Kevin Owens. He don't take no L's. So uh, cool match to me. He won. Anything we need to add? All right, moving on. Uh, Cesaro Shinsuke uh, beats the New Day for the uh, belts. Oh, yeah, the tag team match was nice, too. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. Uh, Let's get it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, literally, the New Day is bigger than the tag division, so it's like they don't always need the belts on them. And literally, when they lose them, they normally lose it to respectable teams who's going to to have respectable runs. So, I'm cool with Cesaro having a belt. I'm cool with Shinsuke having a belt. Shout out to Shinsuke getting. Uh, only time he gets belts is on Extreme Rules, so it has to stay around if we want to see him uh, proceed prosper in life. But uh, so I'm cool with it. I like the finish, uh, especially because it made them look strong. So, Lord knows who they're gonna fight next uh, on SmackDown unless the MAGA Sons decide to come back. <laughs> so I don't know who is there to throw next at him. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, next was Bailey versus Nikki cross. Obviously I didn't really care much for this match because in ring wise, I'm never impressed with Nikki cross, but Bailey don't take L's. So yeah.
2: Uh, I was cool with the match. Uh, that's a match I actually was able to... So I didn't see the COVID uh, I mean, I didn't see the New Day and you know, the Whatchamacallit match. I uh, started uh, the pay-per-view. My God, I'm in stealth stuff. I started the pay-per-view with um, uh, that match towards the end. Um, it's cool. We needed somebody for Baylor to go against at Extreme Rules, to tell you the truth. Uh, COVID, again, is right it's thin it's, it's a thin amount of people uh that's at the company that's at the um as a as a pc or who's wrestling so you gotta use they they are actually even with raw tonight you see, they're using everything Mustafa ali came <laughs> like they're using everybody because people are catching it um so yeah um I'm cool with it. Unlike Chris, I do like Nikki Cross in the ring. I think she has some really good matches. Um this one, Bailey I wouldn't say is the best thing in the world. But is is one of her better matches uh on a main roster. Um and yeah, it's, it's freaking you know, Bailey versus um uh the th- Scottish chick. So Yo, she. is she Scottish? I think she's Scottish. Well yeah, it's Bailey versus that, man, you know. Cheeks. All so like, you need to see
0: It's quality
2: milk in the ring. Well, Bailey is like my team at the same time, so I won't call it milk, but yeah, I know I'm getting with that shit. Almond milk,
0: I guess. <laughs> rice milk.
2: Rice of. milk. There you go.
0: They like to make rice milk. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on the match?
1: It was all right. I didn't have necessarily have a problem with it. I knew that they were going to use the Sasha Bailey, you know, tactic. To keep the title away from anybody. So it is what it is. It wasn't a bad match to me.
0: Okay. Uh, then we had the MVP Apollo Cruz situation where MVP won by forfeit because Apollo Cruz kayfabe wise has an injury, uh, but he actually has COVID. So which explains why he hasn't been on TV since the end of June. So press Apollo Cruz. Hope you all well, bro. Uh, so yeah, but. MVP in the dipset belt is still in it is in his possession. So anything y'all want to add before we get to No. Alright, cool. right. No, not really. Alright, cool. Next, Seth Rollins defeats Rey Mysterio uh in the eye for eye match. I was genuinely entertained by this match, G. Yes. Genuinely entertained. Good match if this is Rey Mysterio's last wrestling match or at least last match in WWE before he probably, he may retire in Mexico for all I know. Uh, But it was a good way for Rey to go out Um, in terms of match quality. I'm not saying to say it's dope that his eye got poked out. But still, I'm totally all in cool with Seth Rollins winning and Seth Rollins potentially retiring Rey Mysterio. And also, to,
1: that would be a good accolade to add to Seth Rollins' resume. Yeah.
0: And Especially also, while he's here. I just want to add this. Seth Rollins literally throwing up to add to the effect of... I hated hands. it. You might like to, I hate it. I hated 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 it. That's what I mean. I was genuinely entertained because he sold it. He sold... Even though it wasn't gruesome, it was just hilarious that he made himself throw up. Even though it looked like breadcrumbs. <laughs> oh, breadcrumbs! <yeah>. Oh, <laughs> it did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything y'all would add about this match? Nah. All right, cool.
1: I just can't wait to see what Seth does next.
0: Yeah, that is a huge question at this point. Uh, moving on. Oscar. Next, to
1: be taking our people's hearts.
0: No. Huh? That's as Bruce Prichard as it gets. It's heart for a heart match, but. Moving on. Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Uh, technically, at this point, as of right now, it's a no contest. Even though I respect the finish idea of Lily Bailey just taking the referee shirt after getting green misted and falling out to it. Because <laughs> we've never seen that before. Uh, but taking the referee shirt and just fast counting. I respect it. But. Overall, it was a really great match, and it's, I think it's actually the longest match of the night. So,
1: yeah, I so, didn't expect it to go that long to be honest. But it honestly, was worth
0: let it. them do that. These are two of the be- two of the not even just best women performers. These are two of the best performers in the company. Let them work. Yeah. So I'm not mad at it. Really good match. Both look strong, and once again, perfect uh, protection for both. Honestly. So, uh, anything I want to add.
2: I just say it's probably the best match of the night, um, you know, The women in WWE are rocking it and and killing it in every aspect. Uh, and I just I just hope it continues even after this. Um, I hope that Bailey and Sasha get rewarded with a proper feud when all this is said and done. Because um, uh, like. What they was able, the magic that they are making for the WWE while all this is going on, not many wrestlers can do that. Um, Mm -hmm. There be a main event talents as women. Honestly, -hmm. if you want to go in, like, I'm I'm not a ratings guy, so I'm not gonna say that what they doing is not popping the ratings. Guess what? You got everybody on social media talking. So exactly. That makes going. it even better. Yep.
0: Uh
2: yeah, but yeah, I loved that. I love that match. Very hard hitting. Um very uh very like Oscar. It was a very Oscar. is Oscar and Sasha Bank gonna have a match, that's what it is. Hard hitting. Yeah. I want to say it's the most Chris thing in the world, but it's
0: it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And to kind of double down on what you said about like Sasha and Bailey just holding it down, Oscar has been doing her fair share as well.
2: Oh yeah definitely. yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Like if you sit there and tell me that they were going to be comfortable throwing Oscar the mic and just talking and just letting her cook and it was going to work, I'm totally satisfied with it. So, but I have to give Oscar deserves to be in that uh, conversation as well. So, but um, but yeah. it's it's a, it's dope to see a two woman power trip outright. It is really dope to see because they're just walking around, just beating the living daylights out of people. only thing missing is they just need to beat the hell out the iconics with uh, steel chairs the same way uh, Triple H and Stone Cold beat the hell out the Hardy Boys with steel chairs. We can get that. I'll be totally satisfied. Uh, Tyler, anything you want to cool. add about the match?
1: Um. Really, I just agree with what you guys said. Like, it's hard, like, them being recognized as the two of the best talents, not just the women, not just in the women's division, but the whole company. Like, they are two of the very best that they have, and they deserve, you know, all the spotlight that they're getting right now. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Uh, Moving on, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Drew McIntyre won, of course. Uh, So, this was the stipulation to break it down ziggler had the right to extreme rules he was able to use weapons uh he was able to stay out the ring as long as he wanted and he could not get disqualified While for drew mcintyre was an everyday uh match for him so he had he could get counted out he couldn't use weapons of the sort either so but uh to me this match for me personally like i've i've noticed drew improve a lot Especially since he's been back with the company. But like this was a really good match where he just looked like he was able just to tell like take control regardless. Like he like he wasn't felt like he was leading, like being led it on. But like he just felt really in control of the match and he just I just felt different about watching it. Like, it's really hard to explain, but it's just like you can really see the strong improvement of Drew McIntyre as a wrestler, a WWE wrestler specifically in this match. And I was overall impressed by it. Dolph Ziggler, it's freaking Dolph Ziggler, gee, he's going to perform. But, uh, but I enjoyed it. Like, it was a really good, fun match. Um, and also one of the best Claymore kicks of this year. One of the best Claymore kicks of this year. I
2: definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I, uh, to piggyback on what you were saying about Drew, yeah, Drew is, he is being, um, probably the best, like, champion that he could possibly be for that match. I think the match would to work better in a crowd, like, almost every match, but I think particularly this match would to work better just because hearing the crowd, um, React to him either about to be counted out, or you react to that that super Claymore kick, or oh, uh, Dolph Ziggler hitting the zigzag when he did the chair shot to the. And I put this in quotation marks the upper shoulder, um, <laughs> stuff like stuff like that would have made the crowd pop, and it probably would have been the best match of the night other than Sasha and Oscar. Um, um uh, definitely deserves if it for a crowd was that definitely wouldn't deserve that that main event spot other than the god darn murky match that we did get. Um but yeah. I enjoyed it.
0: All right. Uh Tyler, anything you wanna add? Anything you wanna add, bro?
1: Hold on, my headphones is acting up. Um I definitely I see what you were saying about the, his improvement as a wrestler since coming back. Like he's definitely made strides and it's all everything that he's worked for is definitely paying off. Yeah,
0: definitely agree. Uh so where do they go with Drew next for SummerSlam? <laughs> I don't know. Uh what is that Seth?
2: But Seth looking like he's about to deal with um Murphy, right? and them. so I'm so thinking right? if they want a big marquee match at Summerslam,
1: Brock probably is coming back. Um, I don't think Brock's coming back anytime soon. At least from what what's being said.
2: Uh yeah, I think I think they were saying like some matches got canceled because of Summerslam, but I don't I don't know what like who can be the next like big person. That he can feud with, um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think um, how I was how I was seeing playing out with him and anybody on Raw roster. You could do oh, what well, you already did, Bobby. Um,
1: uh, I mean, they could, they could go for like a triple threat. Maybe just give Dolph and Bobby a rematch or something. Maybe.
2: No, nah, that ain't that ain't like Summerslam worthy. You know what I mean? Because uh, like they, the, the next
1: big thing would be Randy, but it's like they don't necessarily have to to do Randy versus you. And then me and Chris was talking about it earlier. Really, if you want to compare it to something, it's similar as far as opponents. It's similar to Kofi's run last year with the belt.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. They definitely like as much as people like. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kofi Reign. I just don't want to say it on Twitter for people to think I'm an Uncle Tom or something like that. But, like, with with Drew, his reign, his, his stature of opponents is not that great, but just his reign is really, 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 really freaking good. And I think his character work that he is doing, anybody he go against, he can go against God darn MVP for that title of SummerSlam, and it will it will make that character work work. I mean, his character work will make it work. Um, but I don't know. I kind of want to see a marquee match. Now look, if you want him to drop the belt soon, you got a nice undisputed error who could just debut.
1: Yeah, Chris locked that up earlier too. Uh,
0: I'm, nice undisputed error that can debut. Like I'm, I'm all in for undisputed error popping up. Even though Drew McIntyre and Dolph is in the ring talking right now. Uh, but if I'm all in for Adam Cole coming to, uh, literally knee that nigga in the back of the head any day now and say, Hey, I want next. And literally, even though Adam Cole isn't built up WWE wise, you can, you can finesse it enough, bro. You can still finesse it enough. Like Survivor Series wasn't that far ago where we were around that Survivor Leading up to Survivor Series wasn't that far ago. So, it's still a little fresh in people's minds how cold that nigga is. At least WWE only watchers, But, gee, give me that. I'm totally cool with that. If Dolph Ziggler wants to get, if they give Dolph Ziggler a rematch at SummerSlam, then it's like, hey, it's the time. because pandemic. It'll be a good look for uh Drew and Dolph Ziggler. all Especially Dolph Ziggler because, hey, you're main eventing SummerSlam more than likely. Depending. So, I'm cool with whatever they do. If it's Randy Orton, after he literally sends Big Show's beard back to Netflix, hey, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that as well. So, well, it's a wait and see type thing right now. But as of right now, I would love to see Adam Cole. But Randy Orton will pro- is looking like Randy Orton. And I would love, like I said, me personally, I'll give me Adam Cole. Get me out of G. It's, it's time. But uh, next was Daytro's favorite match of the night, uh, the Swamp Match, <laughs> between Bray Wyatt and uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, all i say was it was another fun WWE cinematic experience. Uh, I enjoyed the match in itself. Like, I'm a, I, I'm pro Bray Wyatt on this podcast, so see him in the cinematic things is some of his best work, honestly, so, it's always fun to see, uh, some of the twists, like, the Lexa Bliss being, uh, I guess, Sister Abigail, which probably pissed off a lot of people, because they wanted it to be Liv Morgan so bad, so bad, so y'all gotta hold that, uh, and just some of the stuff that Bray Wyatt just plays with that probably WWE fans forgotten or just know of, like how Braun was horny for Alexa Bliss, stuff like that's hilarious. But also, just the fact that we don't know what the exact finish of that match is. is Probably the best way to end it. At least right now. So, overall, I was cool with the match in itself. Uh, it's, it's not the best of the cinematic matches so far, but... I enjoyed it.
2: Uh, so I enjoyed the twists. I did not enjoy the match. One, Dominic Kovic was in that match, and I laughed. Um, <laughs> uh, he was the tooth. I, was, I, I swear, I wasn't tweaking when I saw Dodd, uh, Dominic Kovic. I was like, "Is that folks?" And it turns out to be folks. Um,
0: <laughs> he was there.
2: <laughs> I'm about to shoot somebody, bro. I hate it, bro. I'm about to shoot somebody. Um, but yeah, um, they were never when oh, He was in a match. I live. Um, the paper bags over Eric Rowan and Luke Harper clones, Hilarious. Um,
0: <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> it was.
2: It was gold. <laughs> like, them, it's like, they got, quote unquote, released. So they just, WWE just sent them niggas to the swamp. Um, uh, what else? Um. I'm thinking that's it for me when it comes to that match. The I thought it was live. Um, It is what it is. I just need the end that match for just waiting for the scene to come. Now, I do kind of agree the best way to end it was for it to be like a no finish in that situation. But I just hate to – I don't like that when it comes to title matches. But you got to – my it wasn't fingers. a title match. Uh, I mean, well, when a champion is in the match, oh. um, so but you gotta kind of do that in a sense for, um, for like the E and things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. but like I said, personally, uh, I just wasn't. I just I'm just not a fan of not a fan of Braun, and I'm. If, you know, brave, but The Fiend is going to take that chip.
0: So, hey. And I can't wait. Uh, Tyler, anything you want to add? Um,
1: like you said, it wasn't the best of the cinematic matches that we've seen so far. But it serves a purpose as far as, you know, further in the feud and, you know, towards what, what may be his last chapter in the, in the feud. I I enjoy I enjoyed most of it. I like the like the mind games that he played with them and everything. And then just like revisiting that that buzzer character with Bray Wyatt is probably my favorite thing because I always that's my favorite version of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I agree
0: with That like
1: the fiend is good, but I always feel like they the buzzer character is always that's who they who they. We're kind of pushing as their next mysterious character you know yeah
0: i hear you all right cool so that was extreme rules um uh, once again overall solid pay-per-view uh you niggas that was being weird and comparing to slammiversary get some coochie that's all i could really say uh <laughs> slammiversary was cool i saw the highlights it was cool But I think you niggas just got more hype for the returns than the actual matches in itself. And to me, that doesn't definitely make it a better pay-per-view if we're literally going to be hype for returns. Instead of the actual match quality that we're getting. So, that's just me personally. And also, I think some of y'all were the main people saying, hey, don't be comparing these two pay-per-views and stuff, because Slammiversary is supposed to be Impact WrestleMania, technically, and y'all... Definitely wasn't
1: no type of WrestleMania to meet. Well, there,
0: Their. Keyword, there. So, their WrestleMania... But it's not
1: even as good as how the old Slammiversary used to be, back when it was just TNA.
0: Well, that's also because there's a difference in who runs the company and stuff, too, Tyler. Yeah, I factor that, too. But regardless, yeah, it's you know? their WrestleMania... And you're comparing what's supposed to be their best pay per view to a WWE side piece lead up to SummerSlam at this point. I need you niggas to think. That's all I ask. But I think that's a perfect segue for Datra's, uh rant about uh, the wrestling community this week. So you can go ahead before we move on to a pretty. I
2: ran- oh. So yeah, like, throughout. So I trying to make this it, not a rant because I don't want to holler at other people's houses. But like throughout throughout my time right I've been a wrestling fan for probably my whole entire life. My faintest wrestling memory is when The Rock made Vista Man kiss Rakishi's ass. That was my faintest wrestling memory. I remember my great turning the channel and he said you ain't about to watch that gay shit. <laughs> um, and I didn't. Uh, ever since, but it, this, say this with all the no homos, but ever since then, I was invested in a wrestler because of somebody charismatic like The Rock. Somebody is evil as Vince. Somebody is, is, is I guess, funny as Rikishi, right? And I ended up even getting a Rikishi action figure. Um, I also had a Rock action figure. Well, my brother had the Rock action figure, and I was mad because the Rock was my favorite wrestler. And me being an uncultured little boy, I got a Jeff Hardy one. And um, <laughs> but on those action figures, they had a stereo on the side of it, uh, and it played they played their theme song. So if you have the arena sets to go with it, you can press the stereo, and it actually came out to their theme song.
0: Oh, I it's had really that. Cool. The Titantron. Oh, I remember I those. G. Those were hard. G.
2: Extremely, so. I- extremely. So I had uh um, Jeff Hardy. I was like, well, I ain't got the rock?" Yeah, stupid old white man. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but now Jeff Hardy think slaps and stuff like that. I mean, the Hardy Boys thing, slaps stuff like that. I remember having that. I remember having the JR commentary set where he had his darn cowboy Have on the table and King had his crown. Had all that. So I've been a wrestling fan forever. Mom knows it. My homie knows it. The females I talk to knows it um, the worst thing that ever happened to wrestling is wrestling Twitter and fans the wrestling Reddit and, and YouTube and, and they're stupid and this is not necessarily a rant going on to not even a rant it's, it's kind of like a PSA going to like it's not necessarily going towards the, the Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer or the world things of that nature. or probably like the AEW and things like that it just goes on to freaking everyone bro People are up in arms, threatening each other, calling people bad names, coming at this kind of scenario ugly and whores, calling dudes, spells and simp's and all that type of stuff. Over, dang near the closest thing from freaking fighting ballet known to man, bro. The people in that read don't hate each other. Kinda, unless you edge and Matt Hardy. The people <laughs> in that, like, they don't, this is not, this is fake. It is a fake medium. If you want to call it art, cool. It is fake combat sports. We know that because the Young Bucks have set up a goddamn Omega goddamn Canadian bomb <laughs> or whatever this thing called. Canadian, Canadian <laughs> well, whatever the heck that thing is they, they did two minutes just to set it up just to get framed on the internet it's fake like and, and and it's no point of saying like right, we gonna throw hands at the next show for what i also say this again when we and my homies go to shows if anybody wanna test any of my homies things, just know I'm jumping in I don't know if everybody else gonna jump I'm jumping in I like to do stuff like that <laughs> I enjoy it Fun fun to talk about afterwards, too, unless we get beat up, but that's not gonna happen. So, like, definitely anyway, yeah. talking about fighting the rest. I'm gonna feel stupid and actually have to throw hands at a wrestling show when people and actually don't think fighting inside the arena. We actually fight for real over wrestling things, people completely buck. Nobody give a crap about what Leo Rush was talking about. The AJ guy, yes, but Leo Rush, no. Contradicted itself within the same tweets. and invalid. All right, if anybody want to talk about talk about, talking about black people, black men, stuff in the wrestling community. First, one thing he said is that, oh man, quit giving black people belts on the pandemic, things of that nature. I mean, not pandemic, but doing this social justice thing. It don't give you no cool place for giving a black person a belt. AKA okay, throwing shots shots Keith Lee for winning that belt because the only black person who won a championship. Doing, I mean, after the George Floyd crisis. Cool. I know that I did not even think that. I just thought they was putting a belt on one of the guys of NXT and also keeping Adam Cole safe. If you don't want to see Adam Cole get ragged by Carry Across. <laughs> but that yeah, same little thing he was talking about, he said, which I completely agree with, by the way, but not to the extent that he said it, but I completely agree that Naomi deserves more.
0: Hey, shout out to that transition.
2: Um is that he said Naomi should should have 10 title rings by now. So, in the words of the wire, Chris, you can say that better. Is it this or is it that? Is
0: it it Uchiwale or is it one mic, my nigga?
2: Exactly. (laughs) So, I I can't. I'm not even going to say that. He, He has his own opinion. He has his own voice and is all that, and I do think there should be a bigger voice for black wrestlers in the wrestling community, and it all started with people saying that AEW ain't got no real people of color Blue flags, they do not and I'm not taking a white person's take on that like, no, you're white, you don't understand, like Pineapple Pete, we were talking about in the party today Pineapple Pete is probably literally like 0-11 Scorpio Sky has the best record in the WWE I mean, in the AEW, one of the best records in AEW, and guess what we do not care what that man is doing. We don't. I care what Scorpio's Sky is doing. He ain't prominent. He ain't the Bucks. That's why Aryan Elite wrestling is Aryan Elite wrestling. It's all about the white people. Um, and Cody Rhodes' wife, who was ashamed to be black at one point. We're not going to go there. Um, all in all, if you talk about throwing hands over wrestling, you a punk. Ain't no such thing. It's hood niggas that watch wrestling and go on wrestling Twitter. That do not happen. I know plenty of hood niggas that watch wrestling. Who don't give a crap about wrestling Twitter. What of our homies just got out of jail right now who watch wrestling in jail? He ain't going to wrestle in Twitter. The man's a Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> so like, I asked him about wrestling. I'm like, man, that Roman Reigns guy, too. Like, come on, brother. So God. all in all, F you <laughs> like just just fuck you. Like and if you want to scrap over wrestling, let's do it over like outside of the wrestling arena and not in front of a bunch of white people. And then you get jumped in the hood or something like that. But um yeah, as I said, it's not really a rant. it's more of a PSA. Stop arguing over wrestling, bro. It's just wrestling. It's freaking ballet. We had a person in the ring called the Funkosaurus. <laughs> it's just no need to be fighting over a genre that I'm trying to
1: forget about that, and I'm kind of mad that you're reminding me about it.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> little song literally was somebody called my mama. Speaking of that, got done it. Freaking Sheldon Benjamin had Big my manager. Y'all fighting over that.
0: I've... <laughs> <laughs> it happened. As shelter, as a top, as one of the few shelter, shelter Benjamin stands, it happened. It happened. She,
2: we had his mama who was did. on oxygen. <laughs> his big mama who was on oxygen asked <laughs> his manager, who called him Shelby or Shelty or something like that.
0: She did. She did. all Yeah, I don't
2: that. find out that. <laughs> I don't care. Like we ain't gotta agree everything on wrestling, trust me. I'ma keep it a hundred cent bucks. Half of them niggas wrestling takes a garbage. Half of y'all, if we was to book this, garbage. Be ass. It would this be just the way it is, ass. bro. It's garbage. It's a reason you're not a promoter. There's a big reason on it because your stuff is garbage. But I'm not about to go out and, and, and tweet those things to you. Chris wants me to. Chris wants me wa- to tell y'all how
0: to I, I, I want him to.
2: But but Chris doesn't know. I, I take I take, I take things literally. So if somebody say something to me that I don't like, I'm giving them Chris' address and telling me to meet them there. So like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is, bro. But like I said, don't no fight on wrestling, bro. If you ain't got nothing nice to say over another doing on wrestling, is what it is. The, the, the bro, I don't even want to put his name on our podcast, but bro, that was getting Threats almost every week Over his wrestling opinion Let him have it If it's a shite opinion There's a shite of people What threaten him Over some wrestling bro Guess what bro Leo Rush album's coming out There's a good reason Why he wanted to say that Why he did And then guess what he said I'm voicing my opinion Musically That's what he said yesterday <laughs> <laughs> It's called He's an album People <laughs> do it all the time Kanye's doing it right now So, as dumb as they think Kylie is, she's doing an album rollout right now. Yep. People are going to want to listen to the album because of the stunts he's doing right now. It's not Chess. I mean, it's not checkers. it's Chess, bro. He ain't stupid. Leo Rush ain't stupid. A lot of people who caught on to his boys ain't stupid. So, all in all, Wrestling Twitter needs to get hit with the same meteor that destroyed the dinosaurs. Don't leave a trace, though. Not a trace. <laughs> and um, F-A-W for Ruin the Guys Grocery Game bit. Back on to how great Naomi
0: is, all right. So, uh, so over the past week, i over the weekend, let's use the weekend actually. So, the hashtag Naomi deserves better started, and mainly because she lost to Lacey Evans in a pretty I don't want to even say controversial manner, but it's just the fact she lost to Lacey Evans. And now, me personally. I rocks with Lacey Evans. There's a lot of people that don't, but I rocks with Lacey Evans.
2: He also had like a weird spot in which she had That's, her hair tied up to the rings.
0: Yeah, that was that an extremely was cringy spot. But yeah. I think it was over-exaggerated to an extent. So, but overall, it led to the hashtag, Naomi deserves better. And a lot of people caught on. A lot of black superstars even caught on. And it was really dope to see people give Naomi that love. Uh, Detro mentioned the Leo Rush uh tweet where he says she should have ten championship runs. But last I checked, she's uh she's talented, but she ain't no goddamn Charlotte Flair. But <laughs> but overall, like it was really good to see many of like black wrestlers in various promotions show Naomi that love. Um, let me see if I could, if anybody who pops up, uh, no. Big Swole said something, I'm trying to find other people who actually tweeted it, um, Leo Rush, I know he said something, uh, I'm trying to find other people, yeah, Big Swole said something, and then somebody happened there to tell her, aren't you better than her, she said, this ain't time for all of that bullshit, so I respect her for, uh, for, for saying that, uh. Overall it's like it's still a lot of people tweeting it right even right now. But I can't find a list of people who are actually notable stars, but I know a lot of black rushers did support it. Big E. I know Big says, E said something. Yeah, Big E definitely says something as well. So overall, uh what are you guys thoughts on the fact that Naomi's got, got in that type of love? But also do you how do you feel about is it true and where should they like Wait, say that last right? part again? I said, uh, "What do you guys think of the hashtag? Uh, how do you guys feel about Naomi? And overall, do you think it will lead to anything?"
2: So as much as I hate, I hate that stuff. Bro. Like you know, I hate, I know you the the hashtag. This person deserves to be pushed more people don't understand how, like you know, that stuff works. Like everybody's not going to get that Daniel Bryan type situation.
1: Or even the Kofi type situation, and then even even with with Kofi, they turn they turn sour on Kofi's one after a minute. So it's like y'all extra certain stuff, but then complain about it at the same time. But
2: but I would love to say that Naomi should have been feuding with Bailey.
1: Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
2: Should have been feuding with Bailey. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, but yeah, she should have been feudal with Bailey, she should have been doing something more productive ever since she's been back. But same thing with like Ruby Riot, same thing with Liv Morgan, even though Paul Heyman kind of ruled the Liv Morgan thing. Um, but yeah, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, they right, like, she should be she should be at the top of cards and things
0: of that nature. So, you know. All right, Tyler, you go
1: ahead and, uh, um, like Trail said, I definitely, I'm not a fan of the whole hashtag thing because sometimes it just gets blown out of proportion and they lose sight of whatever it was that they were trying to push, push somebody for. But I do believe that she does Deserve you know a little bit more notoriety, maybe you know better feuds to be put in. Because like you said, we talked about it before. Like not everybody necessarily needs a belt; they don't necessarily need ten you know different title rings because that don't mean all ten title rings are gonna be good. Yeah. But the point is, it's just you know having a person of color, specifically a black woman, in wrestling, which is still it's still a very new thing to a lot of people. A lot back then, it was only a hand, a very small handful. Maybe even two that I really even remember that were, were memorable back when we were like kid kids. Like that would be Jacqueline and who was another one?
2: Uh, like black women wrestlers. Yeah. Like not
1: a lot, other than like Jacqueline and Jacqueline is probably the most well-known one. But my point is, yeah. you know that representation, representation does matter a lot. And just having her, you know, in a more prominent role. Not, you know, just for the company's sake, but just, you know, I believe that she's earned. She She's proved that she can, you know, she can be in those same spots as Bailey and Sasha, you know. She might not be as good, but she's proving that she's good enough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. I definitely agree. So... For me, like I, I definitely agree wholeheartedly, and once again, it's part of my. I root for everybody, black uh, thing that part of my gimmick, as some people may uh, believe, but a, eh. but uh, except Apollo Crews just can't talk worth a damn, but okay. eh, <laughs> it's just a, eh. but he he has a, he has a great smile, no homo, he smiles his ass off, he uses, <sighs> <words>. but <laughs> but in terms of Naomi though, I feel like. Do I agree that she should have more title reigns? Yes. Do I agree with that she deserves more opportunities? Hell yes. Do I believe that her and Bayley should be feuding right now? Most definitely because look where the situation we're at. And look who's on that damn roster on SmackDown. Yes. So, And plus, if Lacey Evans can literally, last year, literally get probably 14 straight title uh matches so okay Naomi now this is the thing I think some people need to remember with Naomi the problem is kind of the fact that she hasn't been consistently been on TV whether it's because of injuries uh, personal issues like I think I think somebody close to her family wise died uh, last year or a couple years ago so that kind of hindered her, uh, mm-hmm. her pushes and just the fact that Whichever Uso she married cannot get off the bottle. So she she was gone for a minute while while she ends up leaving mid push or on the verge of a push because either she's trying to take care, like, either because the A, since you are married with this guy, you probably don't want to really travel without him type situation. So, regards to that. So Naomi's pushes most of the time. Or well, p- opportunities to pushes just always come short. Randy Orton's about to punt the shit out of Big Show, and I'm just trying to make sure I enjoy it when he's about to do it because Big Show can barely—he's drooling right now, and he punted him. With, yes, With, yeah, damn. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, but back to Naomi. Her pushes oftentimes end up because of situations outside the ring that cause it to get stopped so because it's very evident they believe in her characters they believe in her as a performer she had one of the better performances in the royal rumble to the point where essence magazine brought her up so and even when she came back everybody was happy so like she's a fan favorite in every way and it's not just because she, probably, well, I won't say just because, but probably because she's a very beautiful black woman who, who could twerk her ass off, even though she wears glow in the dark shoes from Forest City. <laughs> but she has a very kid friendly uh, gimmick. So even the little kids, the little girls, appreciate watching her character in a way. So, but it's just, I feel like, and then also, this is a, my, I think this is the main reason. It is so much freaking talent on that ro- on the women's roster, g. Like it is a lot of women's talent, and where even like when people were sitting there talking about, oh man, Diana Perazzo, Pur- uh, she's on Impact. A WWE wasted WWE and NXT wasted opportunity with her, but it's like, g, it is a lot of women on this ros- roster, both NXT yeah. and WWE, where it is tough. To really just. Like it's
1: two times bigger than it was 10 years ago.
0: Exactly. Shoot, not five years ago. Two, yeah. two, three years ago. It's a huge difference. And they get more consistent TV time. Yeah. So. As a whole. Exactly. So the thing is, you can't always, I would say, push. It's tough to really push a woman's wrestler without making them seem good and strong consistently without putting a belt on them. And. I think it's not just putting the belt on Naomi. I feel like it's more along the lines of making sure that she's up there as like, A, she's a true contender when they want to put her in that situation. Because it's like, we see Nia Jax gets that opportunity whenever she wants to. Uh, uh, she We just saw with Lacey Evans last year uh, and even to this point now. Alexa Bliss, so it's like we see certain people who just. Just ask me what
1: you'd like me to do, and I'll try my best. I have
0: to, help. to stop saying her name while I do this podcast, but you see those three people. <laughs> <laughs> you see those three people. The opportunities, because they always look strong. So it's like you kind of want Naomi. Naomi should be in that picture, and I definitely wholeheartedly agree, because. She, she's just as talented as they are. Good worker. It's just shit happens. And it's also a very deep women's talent pool. Very freaking deep women's talent pool. But I can safely say outside of the four horse women, she's probably, well, and not kind of Oscar Kairi saying though she's about to leave, and a few other people. She's definitely top five, non uh, four horse women. Easily. Definitely in the top five. Mm-hmm easily, so she deserved. like, I definitely feel like she deserves better, it's just along the lines of with the title, do, do they need to force the title on her? No. But does she deserve moments? Yes. And I think if they were to consider and this is, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago Day Trail, when when uh, we were talking about how Bruce is taking over and all of that, and I noticed he actually does women mid card feuds. If they're actually going to be serious about doing mid card feuds for women, then they should start looking into putting a mid card title. And I think I that would benefit that, like, all that's parties. That's their next step. I think the that's the next reason, step. And because I understand, like some people be like, "Well, they barely use the tag team titles, right?" Well, it's pretty damn tough to use the tag team titles when you can't really. When instead when you don't want to be forced to just put two tag team teams together right. but setting up a mid-card title situation kind of benefits the women next at this point because you have a very deep women's talent pool and at this point i think it will be the next best step for just the women as a whole because for competitors like ruby riot nia Jax uh, Miss Bliss, Nikki Cross, Naomi, they, uh, Liv Morgan's. That's the like they're not gonna be consistently there, but it's something for them to fight for as well. So, my thoughts. Anything I want to add or?
2: No, uh, no.
0: Okay, cool. But overall, yeah, Naomi deserves better. Uh, we are all support. Naomi, if you want to join this podcast and tell tell the world why you think you deserve better and how many title uh, shots that you should have got by now, you're all for it. Uh, and plus, I follow you on Instagram, man. Outside the pictures that involved Uso that you married, I like them. So, hey, cool. But, uh, but yeah. And also, use was a Funkadactyl and survived. survived. Why well, forget the other girls, man. Cameron. <laughs> I think it was Cam. She was pretty, too. I just couldn't remember her name. She didn't know wrestling. So, I don't I care. So. Yeah, so she didn't know wrestling. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, last topic. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Kenny Omega. And...
1: i hope you hoping we talked about that.
0: <laughs> you said what, Tyler G.?
1: I said I was hoping we would talk about this on the podcast because I know we've been talking about it outside, but I think people need to know. Like, so I'm, gonna I'm gonna let you introduce.
0: Yeah. So, pretty much the reason why this topic came up was uh, Conan, Mexican uh, Mexican wrestling uh, legend and uh, one of my favorite WCW niggas ever. Uh, on his podcast with Disco Inferno, he did a podcast with Disco Inferno. They were talking about. Uh they were talking about Kenny Omega how he hasn't properly reached the American wrestling fan base. And I mean, I think they meant it in a sense of casuals because Americans is bulk of the wrestling fan base. But I think they were really just talking about how AEW has done him a disservice in terms of just making him to the true star that he should be and how most of the wrestling fan base views him, or well, at least one point viewed him, because he chose AEW over WWE and stuff like that. So, uh, you uh, my thoughts overall. First, I believe the AEW been doing him a disservice since after the feud he had with Pac. Honestly, even then, that's forgettable uh the John Moxley stuff didn't hit. It was just a death match and that's what John Moxley wants to do is death matches with niggas. So hey, uh it, it be that way. So going in, I and this is my thing. I understand that the elite did not want to push themselves as the god bodies of AEW. I totally understand that. I just had a dialogue with this on somebody on Facebook. It was a very healthy dialogue, by the way. So shout out to a uh, buddy, uh, Jeremiah, went to uh, Columbia with you, G's. And you're one of the few people who actually watch AEW uh, that I know, like genuinely watch it. And we had a dialogue about it. And I was telling them, AEW's doing themselves a disservice by literally not having a true, legit star that isn't Chris Jericho. I don't consider Jon Moxley the face of that company at all
2: oh I I, I, I I say that's cap I do think other than Jericho John moxie it actually shows by the and I don't care about ratings but I would say ratings do show when John moxie is there more people watch okay like Jericho been there a the whole entire time and they got smacked by NXT but John Moxley just came back and the numbers rose so
0: okay I give it that. But you uh, could also then, uh, this was also a week episode of NXT as well. So, but in terms of who was on there, excuse yeah. me, but, um, but I feel like Kenny Omega should be amongst those three and it just doesn't feel that way. And I understand they didn't want to hurt the internet wrestling community's feelings by making them feel like they're being heavily pushed and they didn't want to be viewed as Jeff Jarrett's of AEW, how jeff jarrett was on tna at one point but i feel like it's doing that company a disservice that you have arguably at one point the hottest indie wrestler of the world that the hottest wrestler that wasn't in wwe you must sold this nigga to as a wrestling god and he's in america Finally, because he was in Mexico doing his thing, he was in New Japan doing his thing, probably in Ring of Honor, all of that stuff, and he finally has a big TV station to back him, and he's losing John Moxley in death matches. He's doing feuds with Pac. Who I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Pac, but literally, he's an after- want say afterthought, but he's kind of an afterthought right now, and. Cody Rhodes should not be getting more screen time, or at least just has more single matches. And his biggest claim to fame right now is being a tag team wrestler. And he hasn't had a singles match since April. That's a problem to me. And I'm not trying to sound like a big Kenny Omega stand at all. But I feel like it's doing him. Kenny Omega and his, what could have been his big legacy in terms of, as a wrestler and not having to be doing without WWE a huge disservice by treating him like his name is like a goddamn They treat you. him like how they you know how
1: they think the way that AEW is, is treating Omega right now is how you know stands you know that hate WWE or just don't feel tuned out to them. That's how they feel like how he would have been treated in WWE.
0: There we go. And Which would have been, I think, WWE definitely would have been, would have done a better job right away. Agree. Like, I feel like they don't like it's, they're treating him like like whatever, and like that nigga shouldn't be no goddamn tag team champion with Hangman Adam Page, and it's just whatever to me. It's just really like he's a whatever to me thought when it comes to that show. Like I forget he's right. on that show. When I found out he was the tag team champion, I was like, why? So, that's just my initial thoughts on it. Uh, you guys can go ahead and add your thoughts or give you your opinions on it. Go
1: ahead, Tyler. Um, I definitely believe he should be more of the face of the company. And not like they shouldn't have shoved him in our faces right away, but they should have done a no, better job. Should of, be right away. You know, letting it be known that he, that's the guy. This is the guy that we want to market as the face of AEW, who we want on the video game covers. who we want, you know, making the TV appearances and the interviews. And, you know, you hyped him up to be who he was outside of AEW. And then we brought him here, you had him lose countless few after few, and then, like you said, you pushed him to the tight division, and it just doesn't make sense. Um,
2: so <laughs> I agree with y'all, but I'm gonna go on the edge of just saying, "Well, if Kenny Omega wasn't that good to begin with,"
1: <laughs> and that could be true. That that it, could
0: also be I'm, true, because. <laughs> One of his biggest weaknesses is he's pretty bad on the
2: mic. And, like, that's kind of the thing. Like, because he was in Japan. You don't have to be the best promo in Japan.
0: All you got to do is put on quality I haven't matches. seen some
2: Kenny Omega promos, and he talk like somebody's dubbing him. <laughs> so... um. <laughs> That
0: might be the episode title.
2: Like, what if he just wasn't that? I don't think. I like... The people listening to the podcast, we're not saying that it's over for me. Anything can turn around. Yeah, easily. All right. I, You know, it was said that it's just not a fool. He is getting treated as if what he would have been if he was in WWE, what people would have said. He got scared of being a a, a a a big fish in a deep pond. You was gonna have to fight. You didn't want to do that, but now, Mox, anybody else who leaves, my man, like bro, Byron keep joking about it. Funny thing is, Matt Mark Carzona, whatever got darn, uh, Zach Ryder, name Nick about to be, <laughs> he gets up to the edges, he probably get more time on you than uh, did you think? But like you know. Apparently, he's about to go heal. Um, and with that, with him going heal, it, it probably brings some light to his character. Um, and hopefully, that creates, like, more, uh, like, um, more, uh, like, like, word around him is more like, you know, people might care. But at this moment in time, I don't. And like I said, it's nothing to to say, like, I don't even think AEW is doing a bad thing. And just like Kenny Omega probably isn't that big of a star. Like, I, I see him as Mr. Corny Man. Like, it's never something I can get. It's, it's, Kenny Omega is not someone that can give me at. Get serious with Like it's the like people was getting happy when he was showing that he's about to go heal, but I think it's always a failure when the baby, a person who's clearly supposed to be a baby face, need to go over, but they got to go heal for him to get over. I hate that. I think it's a disservice when Seth Rollins have to do it. Just thank God the Messiah gimmick got over. Mm. Um. And then yeah, there are wrestlers who's better here, a la Seth Rollins and stuff like that. But like that's like saying if Alistair Black can't get over, we're gonna have to turn him here. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. in this in this situation, I just I'm just on a boat that he just wasn't that guy. He's just a good wrestler. And people are gonna see that way, AEW, they're gonna see that reason it ain't a mega star because it's much more than putting on great matches. It is literally about being able to, with not just matches, but promo work, swagger, charisma, to carry a company. not saying it's going to completely tank. Not like that. You know, wrestling is always going to be good. Writers doesn't matter. It's all about engagement. As long as it don't cost, as long as they ain't losing money because of the cost, it's costing too much to make. And they ain't not getting a return on it. They not about to get canceled. They're not about to be gone yeah, within a year no. and things like that. Shoot. They probably go to three hours. <laughs> but or get a second show or, or something like that. But like I was saying, man. Like it's always good to have like hey, like I'm not an AW hater. I laugh because they're fans, so I like to point out some of the bad stuff within AEW. But like I want to see them succeed. I want to see them do great things because I want to tune in. It's just the show just corny to me. And you know, Kenny Omega is, is he, like I said, he's he Mr. Corny, man. Like, I see him, everything he do I see is corny, except for when he wrestled. But the promos, the way he walked, he's just really, really corny. Um, and it could just be me. I can just be that nigga who, who's wrong in this situation or, Man, AJ Styles not corny. You just don't know. It could be that, you know. But he's just corny to me. So, like I said, I just believe that the reason we're not hearing so much about Kenny Omega is because what if Kenny Omega is doing all that he can do? Because huh? apparently he's over that women's division. That women's division sucks.
0: Horrible. <laughs> Horrible.
2: The. And they got big old Naya Rose or whatever her name is going around and she seems unbeatable until she get beat
0: by a Japanese person.
2: About three times smaller than her. With non-memorable matches. And that Japanese person not over.
0: At all. So like
2: Just be happy when Britt makes her get that title. That's what's going to happen. I'm a close wife uh They did not probably things to go better. They bring up and a lot of just—it's just like this kind of thing, like any movie compared to WWE. Muffled. That's just the way it goes. That's something that they fans hung on. To you sounding
0: muffled,
2: bro? Oh my bad. I have my phone on my shoulder. But Yeah, that's all I got. I just think he you know, wasn't. I don't think he ever was going to be the guy. Mm. I always thought if they, it was always going to be an ex WWE guy to do that, and it is.
0: Okay. I, I respect that I, like that's a valid point uh, some people might not accept it but it's something that, it's a, a pain that you may have to actually have to think about because hey he might not really be all of that maybe it was just the fact he was working with some of Japan's finest and really have to be trash to not be able to work and make quality matches in Japan, like that's different. And Mexico's Mexico, AAA is a hey, AAA, but and for it not to translate here, and it's just it's really unfortunate. That's just how I feel. It's really unfortunate <laughs> for Kenny Omega, and do I think it's like you like you mentioned? I don't think it's going to kill or stop AEW altogether, but it's one of those things of hey. It's a good what if, when you think about it. What if Kenny Omega was treated like the star that he's supposed to be. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is at the end of the day. So, uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Tyler, glad to have you. Tyler, I'm glad to have you back on here, as always. Much love. Uh, make sure you do appreciate follow here. You. you said what?
1: I said I uh, appreciate being here.
0: Oh of course, bro. You always add to the discussion, man. So but make sure you do follow us on Twitter at Threes From the Ring. As always. Threes from the Ring. Uh if you highly disagree with Batrow and you think Kenny will make it does not sound like, a, like an like anime dub, then hey. Take that to heart. But just know he's gonna redirect you to my house for some odd reason. And
2: It's valent to your husband where I'm currently standing at, you know?
0: That's also true. So, with that being said, I'm six foot tall, built almost similar to Keith Lee. You don't want this smoke, G. You really don't. Because <laughs> <So laughs> this is the thing. I'm going to
2: tell Chris to hit a fog splash on you. You gonna...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sick my little dog after you, G.
2: <laughs> hey, come on, man. That dog doesn't deserve that.
0: And that dog, a little real nigga, G. Shoot, I have to tell you the most about what that dog do, but I'm just gonna stick the dog after you, G. And then two, <laughs> and then two, I'm probably just gonna open the door with a wife beater and some shorts on. That means I'm just already comfortable to beat the hell out of you, G. Until Dato shows up. But point of the matter is, you really don't want to smoke with this guy, G. You really don't. Don't anyway, do it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And Tyler, he is freaking taller than me, and he looks like uh Mr. Freeze. You don't want that type of problems, G. You really don't.
2: Right, man. He sent my band said, like, God darn. What's his name? <laughs> uh, hey,
0: I'm not
1: mad at that. Mr. Freeze <laughs> is a so hard <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> exactly. Hey, so, yeah. so you, you don't want the smoke, G. Like, bro, stop. Anyway, but still follow us on the uh Threes for the Ring Twitter page, G much love. Also, whatever platform that you listen to uh, this podcast on on you your media, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It'd be greatly appreciated on the real G. Uh, because it don't hit much but to just hit subscribe and also share this shit as well. Be greatly appreciated. But um we appreciate you guys for listening. Please don't go for Kanye twenty twenty. Uh and don't listen to that album if you have some any common sense. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for listening, and peace.